Welcome to the Canon Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Darius, and today we are joined by Harvard-Westlake volleyball coach, Natalie Morgan. Coach, thanks for joining us today. Of course. Thanks for having me. All right. So before we jump into the interview, I have to go through the resume. <laughs> it's long already, but I'll give the cliff notes. Is that okay? That's great. Okay. So she attended Oregon State, where she was a player, but quickly transitioned into being assistant director of operations. She then went on to get her master's at Nebraska while also serving as the technical coordinator of the team, a team that went on to win a national title during her time there. Last stop before Harvard-Westlake was LMU, where she was an assistant coach and recruiting coordinator, helping bring in multiple talented classes. And she landed in Harvard-Westlake May of 2021, where she's already accomplished great things, but we'll touch on that in just a minute. Okay, yeah, that's quite the list. All right. So we can start this off nice and simple. Where are you from, Coach? Northern California. Represent Santa Cruz area. Santa Cruz. Okay. So you've been in SoCal for a little bit now. NorCal or SoCal? Oh, you can't hit me with that. NorCal. NorCal always has my heart. Okay. Harvard-Westlake students. Hashtag beat LA. I hope your players see this. Yeah, okay. (laughs) All right. So do you mind talking about your upbringing and how you got in the volleyball? Yeah, of course. Um, So I was raised a very, you know, farmer's daughter and my, my mom very outgoing. I have a big Italian family. And so I was always surrounded by people. Um, sports were a huge part of my life and it, it, um, isolated to just volleyball when I was about an eighth grader, seventh grade. So right around like middle school time, but I was playing every sport that you could think, every sport I could get my hands on. Um, so that was a really good background for me being a multi-sport athlete. And then when I went to just volleyball and a little bit of equestrian, um, it was like love at first bump. So that was <laughs> really important for me. Okay, great. So when did you realize volleyball could be more than just a hobby? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Probably my freshman year, I had a coach in high school. It was our varsity coach. I wasn't on the varsity team, but it was our varsity coach at the time. And he sat me down, and he was like, this could be a future for you, and it could look like this. And he kind of spelt it out. And that was the first time where I was like, whoa, I could play in college. And and honestly, I see that in a lot of my athletes right now. Like, they just don't realize what the future could hold for them. Okay, great. So – what led to you choosing Oregon State? I know your aunt and uncle went there. Did that factor in at all or no? Yeah, um, not really. Okay. I, I was looking at a lot. I was looking at a lot of schools. Uh, I knew that I wanted to play, and so that was a limiting factor in, in some sense. But I was also getting, you know, scholarship offers from schools in the south and schools on the east coast, and that wasn't really of interest to me. And then I was looking into the CSU system and the UC system and just didn't find the right fit. And so I started looking in the Pacific Northwest and found Oregon State, found the coaches. The coaches found me and had a great visit with them and got to socialize with the girls. And it just felt like home. And one of my club directors at the time came with me. She was uh, homies with that staff, too. Mm -hmm. And she kept saying, imagine yourself not playing volleyball. Is this still somewhere that you want to be? And that was well before my injury. And so that was really interesting to me that, you know, life kind of panned out in a way where it was the place that I wanted to be. So, you know, the orange and black felt like home to me. Okay, so that's what I was going to bring up next. At OSU, playing career cut short very early. Very early. Got the ankle ankle injury. Can you talk about how that impacted you? Oh, yeah. Um, So I had that ankle injury in my – it was the middle of my senior season in high school. 
And I didn't think much of it. I actually went back on the court and kept playing, which is a terrible idea for everyone out there. Um, but kept playing, played through it, uh, took like two weeks off, went to club season and realized like something's wrong here. Mm-hmm. And so I went to see a couple of doctors and all of them had different opinions. And so I just rested, rested, rested. And then when I went into my college career, eventually had surgery and it just was kind of like downhill from there with like the rehab and everything that I was doing. I just could never get over that hump. I never really came back. I tried a bunch of different positions, um, tried a little bit of everything, but just never happened. And I love my staff there. They were, mm-hmm. they, they still are incredible mentors for me. And they all sat me down or my head coach at the time, Terry Laskevich, uh, sat me down and was like, have you thought about coaching? I was like, um, maybe a little bit, you know, I'm like pretty passionate about this physical therapy route that I'm on, but like, yeah, I would entertain coaching. And that's when I transitioned into a coaching role. And for me, it was a big decision at that time in my life. And a lot of athletes go through this of like, when do you hang up the jersey? Mm-hmm. When is that moment over for you? And for some people it's in high school, for some people it's in college, for some people it's past college, professional level. Um, so it's a big moment for everyone, regardless of wherever you're at. And, um, for me, you know, I don't, there's no regret with it because it started my coaching career and it led me to where I'm at today. Okay. Amazing. So that essentially answers my next two questions. I was going (laughs) to ask what led to getting into coaching, if that was part of the plan. I was also going to mention how, like you said, there's a time where you hang it up. A lot of players turn coaches. It starts with an injury. They're on the sideline. They realize they're probably not going to come back. Yeah. A lot of people, it starts with an injury. Um, it's a rough that transition's really rough for a lot of people, especially if you grow up identifying as an athlete and then you're, you're no longer an, or you're a former athlete. And now you're like, who am I if I'm not an athlete? So a lot of people go through this. It's just a matter of kind of when, if that's how you identify yourself and how you define yourself. Um, so that was big for me. And I'm really, really thankful and appreciative for all of the mentors and coaches I had around me at the time because they made that transition that much easier for me. Okay. Well, that's perfect because, yeah, a lot of players do have a tough time with that. And sometimes they never let go of it. That's all they talk about. Oh, if I never got injured. so Yeah, it's nothing to be ashamed about going through that process. Everyone, everyone finds their way and reaching out for help is always a great method. Okay, great. So let's talk about the next step. You get your master's degree at Nebraska. Did you always plan on getting a master's? No. So uh, I talked to my coaching staff at Oregon State and said, um, and my mentors, I had a big mentor in my director of ops, Cody March, and uh, talked to them, like, what is my next step here if I want to coach collegiately or, you know, at a high level? And they all recommended that I look into a graduate assistant position. And I was already dabbling in statistics a little bit, learning this program called Data Volley. Um, And so that was kind of like my launching point. Um, I went to the final four that year in Seattle and just networked, just tried to like meet people. Hey, does anyone have a graduate assistant position open that would sponsor tuition and heard about the Nebraska position, applied for the Nebraska position. I knew that I was going to be getting my master's with doing that, but that wasn't the goal for me. The goal was to get into a volleyball program and be a part of that. So it was, it was really the best of both worlds in Nebraska. Okay. So yeah, I kind of mentioned that earlier. Let's talk about Nebraska because during your time there, they won a title. And yeah. They actually won a couple, one after you <laughs> left as well. Can you talk about the experience of the volleyball side of Nebraska and them winning the title and the success that went with it? Yeah, it was an incredible experience. Um, I loved my time in Nebraska. First time for me in the Midwest, so it was a little bit of a change. 
Um, but they were so welcoming. The people are incredible. And the program was just um, world-renowned. And I learned so much from John Cook, Dan Meske, uh, Danny Busboom, Chris Thomas, you know, all of my mentors there. And also the, the peers around me and the players. Um, so I was doing all of the statistics. So I was the technical coordinator and um, graduate assistant. And while I was doing that, they were helping me out with my tuition. And so it was a really uh, great experience for me. My first year, so I was there for three seasons. Um, we had a great first year when I was there. And then my second year, we were fortunate enough to win a national championship, which was an incredible experience to be a part of a team like that. Um, and then my third year, we won a Big Ten championship. So that was really cool to see the difference in a playoff push and winning a national championship and the grit and sustainability and persistence that it takes to win a Big, Cham- Big Ten conference championship, which is across you know, X amount of weeks and months versus the national championship is like three weeks long, four weeks long. And then you're done with it. Yeah. Okay. So next step is Loyola Marymount. What did that call mean to you? Uh, A lot. So I, I knew that I was done with my master's and moving on from Nebraska. I also knew that I was done in my technical world. And I, that was another kind of big stepping um, spot in my career. Like, do I want to keep doing the technical stuff maybe with USA and kind of like in that realm of things, or do I want to step into coaching? And coaching was big in my life. Um, I was looking a lot on the East Coast, couldn't find anything. And then I got a call in Santa Clara, and uh, which is right next to my hometown. And so I went up there for an interview, didn't get that position, but then I got a call from the assistant coach saying, hey, I'm going to take LMU, do you want to come with? And I was like, yes, Absolutely. Got recruited by LMU. I know a ton about LMU. I know the area. It's a great school, incredible school. Like, let's do this. And it was such an awesome experience for me. Was it a kind of a relief going back from Midwest <laughs> back to California? Yeah, it was. I also grew up not the biggest fan of LA. And so I went in with an open mind of like, let's make like let's make the most of this. Let's see what it has to offer. And I've obviously enjoyed it. I've been here for five years now, so... Okay, wow. My, my cousin Sarah actually got her master's at LMU, and she was the same way. She didn't know if she would like L.A. I think she ended up liking it, but she's back in Connecticut now. So, <laughs> Back and forth. <laughs> okay, so what went into the decision of taking this head coaching job? Mm, a lot. Um, it was quite a shift for me, you know, coming from the college game to Harvard-Westlake, and I was so impressed throughout the interview process, which is a very extensive process with Harvard-Westlake, Um, I was incredibly impressed by the administration. The people that are here are so kind and supportive, and that was a big part for me. And then the other thing about Harvard-Westlake was the kids. You know, I knew a lot of the varsity roster that we had this last year um, because I had recruited a lot of them. And I knew that all of them were super dedicated kids that wanted to get better and wanted to go to that next level. And I think that's not something that you see – everywhere at this age and so that was a big part for me of like these kids want to get better they want to improve and they're open to feedback it's a very you know important age for them in their development and I know what it what the impact my high school coaches had on me so all of those factors were it was a no-brainer for me to stay here okay yeah I mean it's pretty great facility I mean we're just we're just in the middle school we are in the middle school right now beautiful campus high school just as beautiful yeah. so yeah I think you made a pretty good choice um for saying we're getting to that a little bit more 
Um, but to start your first season, started 4-0, and then you lose <laughs> the next four. So talk about that rough start and then what you guys had to do to bounce back. Yeah, um, it, it was different for me because I you know, have so much experience in the college game and I'm coming into the high school game. And really, the kids taught me a lot. And my assistants, um, very fortunate to have the staff that we have, uh, was able to educate me a little bit on the season. We went in to our first tournament. We had a great start off. We had a really tough uh, Los Alamitos match, and we pulled that out in five. And then the next weekend, we're warming up, and our setter goes down with an ankle and warm-ups. And we're like, okay, okay, like, we'll we'll make this work. And our hearts are broken because one of our, you know, one of our family members is outside trying to walk off a big injury. And uh, we battled that day. We, we made it work. We pieced together a roster and um, something we weren't used to in terms of our position and what we were going into. But uh, we went 2-0 and that day, I believe. And then um, the last match of that day, we played a fantastic Redondo team, and they kicked our butts. We were so tired at that point. And then the next two weeks, I think, we didn't win a game. And a big part of that was our personnel. We just hadn't practiced with this setter at all, and it was a really tough transition for us. Um, when you go through something like that as a team, it's really hard to bounce back. And it was cool to see our girls get so gritty and really come together and utilize every little thing that they could, which a lot of that was culture at the time. Like, how are we utilizing each other as a team? And uh, we were able to bounce back and come and win. A, like, I think we won like five or six matches in a row after that. Yeah, so psychologically, when a, a, you know, an important player goes down, you know, a, a very important you know, narrative to a lot of teams is someone steps up. Were there any girls that stepped up during that time? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, two girls that come to mind were two of our seniors, uh, Sophia Lindis and Kennedy Hill, both incredible players. Um, they really stepped up at that time. And they, they had stepped up as leaders in, in the preseason, but that was a big moment for them of like, okay, we see our team hurting, like emotionally hurting and physically hurt. Uh, what can we do? What do they need from us? And, and they totally took on this nurturing role that they really were able to bring everyone together and create this cohesive team. And for us, that was huge. Okay, okay. So, again, I mentioned at the top, you kind of got a pretty great start to your first season ever. You guys do go on to win the state championship. Can you talk about that experience? Yeah, I don't think I've processed <laughs> that experience. Um, it's been now almost three months. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm floored that we were able to go through that. And a big part of our season was just keep your head down and keep grinding and Next thing I know, we look up and we've won a state championship. And I'm like, oh, it's, I've been here for five months. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, cool. This is great. I'm stoked for these kids. And, you know, this group was so special. We had multiple players that had said things like, this is the best team I've ever been on. And, like, I've never been a part of a team that it feels so accepting. And I feel like this is a safe space. I can ask questions. And comments like that as a coach, like, that's gold. It's not the trophy that we raise at the end of the year. It's the experience that all of these young women had is something that they're going to walk away with of like, this is the gold standard 
of what we want in a team culture, in team cohesiveness. And they built that. I mean, we're here to support them in that, but ultimately it's, it's their construction. Well, yeah, but you do have to take some pride that they you know, <laughs> act like a family. That kind of starts at the top with the coach. Yeah, and honestly, I, I think as a coach, it's a lot of like getting out of their way. You know, we, um, we have a lot of control as coaches, and, and I think that a lot of people take too much advantage of that, like trying to control every little piece. And, and for us as a coaching staff, we were able to create the environment for them that was a safe space for them to speak their mind and open up about what they want out of the season and what they want in their relationships. And there is a huge role in that, but it's a very you know, um, passive role, which can be really hard for coaches or for egos. And for us, that we just wanted the kids to have the best experience possible. So it's a lot of listening and adjusting. Okay, so when it comes to, you know, a lot of the times team wins a championship, obviously you guys are losing some important seniors. But what do you have to do with the, re- the returning squad to, so they don't have that championship hangover, if you will? <laughs> championship hangover. Yeah, that's a great question. If you uh, find the answer out, you should call me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's a lot of things. Um, our uh, culture is great. However, there's a lot of room for growth. And one of the things that I think we could get really better at is just really getting disciplined um, in the gym and maintaining that hard work over tough periods of time because it it can be really hard to stay focused for that long. Um, So really getting in that mindset is going to be difficult for us, but I think we can get there. So just staying a little more disciplined while we're in the gym. Okay, and as a prior student-athlete in high school, I know how hard-headed some people can be, and they can have their eyes set on, I'm going to college and I'm playing this sport. Mm -hmm. To the kids that probably aren't going to, what do you have to talk to them about? Because you kind of talked about how you were told, do you want to go to this school? Like, Would you be happy here if you're not playing volleyball? Do you have that same conversation with kids that might not be at that level? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're really honest with kids, and kids – appreciate that they want that and these are smart kids you know they they know if you're bsing them and so to be able to say like hey I don't think this is the right path for you if you're trying to play like high level d1 this probably isn't the right fit um those are conversations that I feel very comfortable having with kids and it's different for every kid you know there are some kids that want to hear it but want to hear it in the like okay, let's look at some D3 schools or, you know, there's some kids that just want you to be straight up with them. And so we're very comfortable having those conversations. But in the same time, there's a lot of like progress to be done, enjoying the journey of all of that. And like we said, you know, keeping your head down and doing your work and just kind of trusting that the universe will take care of what you need it to. Um, We're here to guide them in that path, but it also, we can't do the work for them. So it's a balance in that sense. Okay. Okay, so flipping on, you're not just a coach. You have a job outside of that. And I'm already a fan of you. I, I listed off the resume, big fan. And another reason I'm a big fan is you are the middle school PE teacher. My mother is also a middle school PE teacher. Aww. So I, I, I love that. Um, so can you talk about uh, teaching and how it goes hand in hand with coaching? Oh, yeah. I mean, this, this is my first time formally teaching in the sense of PE at the middle school. However... I think that coaches are teachers a thousand percent and you know we are teaching a skill on a daily basis and at the end of practice we're asking everyone 
What did you learn today? That can't occur if you're not teaching something. And even when it's not like a formal lesson, you don't have it written up on the whiteboard, you're still teaching them. You're teaching them how to behave in a gym, how to not behave in a gym, how to stay disciplined, how to work hard, how to have successful relationships, how to have tough conversations, how to have all these courageous conversations that kids are having these days. So all of those things transferred really easily into PE teaching and it's been very natural for me. So it feels, uh, feels good to just have more people that we're able to impact. Yeah, no, middle school is de- definitely a very like, impressionable <laughs> age. So it's very important. So I, I you kind of already answered this. You talked about physical therapy was your initial route, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. So when did you, like, was it coming to take this job? You knew you were going to be a teacher or earlier in life? Did you like maybe contemplate being a teacher? Yeah, good question. Um, I was a little stubborn and um, strong-headed when I was younger. And I was like, PT is the route for me. That's absolutely what I'm doing. There's no way that that'll change. And uh, I don't think I was quite as open to life as I could have been in those primitive years. But um, once that injury happened, it, it definitely opened my eyes. And there were a couple of series of events where I was like, okay, maybe PT's not right for me. And trying out coaching and realizing the correlation between coaching and teaching was a journey in itself and it I was not you know as soon as I was a coach of that 12 and unders team when I was in college I was not of this viewpoint right away so it was definitely a journey to get here but I didn't foresee myself being a teacher until I really took this job because my whole path was all collegiate coaching and so to be here now is fantastic and it's a little bit of a left turn but I'm really enjoying the day-to-day. Okay, and again, I know it's still early. You're in your yeah. first year, and you're talking about you, you didn't really see this collegiate coaching. Do you see yourself maybe like in the future trying to venture out that way? I've learned my lesson to say, you know, anything's possible. For me, for a long time, I was like, it's PT or bust, and look at where I'm at today. You know, it's potentially three job titles later. So it's uh, anything's possible, but I'm really trying to stay focused on the day-to-day and the people that are a part of my life right now and enjoying all of that aspect. Okay, so you're taking it just how it is. Okay, that's great. And one last thing I wanted to get into, you also helped out with the USA volleyball team, correct? Yeah, I was fortunate enough to be in that gym a lot. Um, So I started with USA Volleyball at their open tryouts, which is in Colorado Springs, which is an incredible experience, Um, just meeting a bunch of high-level players and high-level coaches and being around. Um, So I did that from maybe like 2014 to 2018 might have been my last open tryout but that opened up a lot of doors for me with USA Volleyball so I would come to Anaheim and help Karch and his staff in the gym Um, I was helping out the home group for a while the group that stays behind when the A squad leaves Um, and then I was able to go on a couple of trips overseas did one um, domestic team in New Orleans and then took a uh, women I took a youth national team to China one year and then the Pan Am group to the Dominican one year I'm very blessed with my USA experience so that's been really cool and a a very like eye-opening thing for a technical coach to see the international side of the sport so that was a really awesome opportunity for me okay so that's about all our time here uh, you have a tough first act to follow, and we wish you nothing but the best of luck, all right? Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for tuning in, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. You can find us at youtube.com slash Sports Media. 
give us a follow on Instagram at Canon Sports, TikTok at Canon Sports Official, and of course, CanonSports.com for all your sporting goods need. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time.